Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Weekend Edition. General Motors is in discussions to sell its Lordstown, Ohio plant to an electric vehicle manufacturer. Daniel Howes of the Detroit News says that's problematic for GM workers and the union that represents them. Judging by the president's tweets and statements by the CEO of General Motors, you'd think news that the automaker is finding a potential buyer for its Lordstown assembly plant would be celebrated, both in Northeast Ohio and in the halls of the UAW's Solidarity House. Shows what you know about auto plants and their impact on towns like Lordstown. The implications are huge. The plants drive incomes higher and fatten local tax revenue, support civic causes and strengthen business communities. They provide arguably the richest manufacturing wage to be had in workaday America. And that fuels streams of union dues and mortgage payments. Replacing such a scarce commodity in today's economy is next to impossible. Not with an auto supplier, not with an industrial park, and not with an undercapitalized electric vehicle manufacturer called Workhorse Group, the would-be acquirer of GM's vast Lordstown complex. That's why the United Auto Workers' response to GM's news this week sounded so intransigent. Its leaders know this game and the score. Root for Workhorse? Not when its financials look like a hot mess, and not when the union can use decades of contract language and a federal lawsuit to try and force GM to give Lordstown a plant-saving product. Sounds like the triumph of hope over experience. As much as today's GM would prefer to think history began with its 2009 bankruptcy, the truth is more inconvenient. Plant after plant is now gone, in Willow Run, in Janesville, Wisconsin, or occupied by suppliers in Detroit, Saginaw, and Moraine, Ohio. And that just scratches the surface of a long, slow, predictable arc of retrenchment still underway, despite a lengthening string of profits. Wooing workhorse probably won't change that narrative. Lordstown doesn't want replacements paying less money and building fewer vehicles in a complex that could mint 400,000 copies a year at full capacity. Lordstown wants more of the same because the status quo before the fall is so valuable. And because keeping a GM plant job now means decamping Northeast Ohio for sites near Cleveland, Toledo, or Dayton, too far for mere mortals to commute daily. Ohio Congressman Tim Ryan counts Lordstown among his constituents. He's one of more than 20 Democrats running for president, and he's skeptical that a buyer like Workhorse will help a lot of people displaced by the looming closure of the 53-year-old plant. He also concedes the obvious. Finding a buyer is the next best thing besides the plant closing. Yeah, but there's no denying how wrenching it all is. A cruel reality made all the crueler because it comes as the nation's unemployment rate hovers near 50-year lows, as economic growth exceeds 3%, as GM posts its highest North American profit margins in decades. Which brings us back to GM CEO Mary Barra's personal PR agent, President Donald Trump. In a few crisp tweets, he announced GM's potential deal with Workhorse and touted what he'd long promised, 
that factory jobs are coming back to the Midwest, a region he needs to carry again if he hopes to win re-election. Trouble is, those jobs aren't like the ones they'd replace. And that's hard reality in today's America. I'm Daniel Howes of the Detroit News. (laughs) 